You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. <laughs> Have you ever lost sleep because of a bad breakup? <laughs> Don't leave me. Have you ever got so confused about what you want to do with your life and your career? <laughs> I know I have. But don't worry about it. Everybody goes through that, including celebrities. This is That 20s Show. Yo, welcome back to the podcast, That 20s Show, right here on Shock SYOK. With me, Ken Wazman. This is a podcast where I speak to different public figures all around Malaysia about the things that they go through in their 20s. Or they could even be not in their 20s anymore or not even in their 20s yet. We're just going to talk about the expectations and the realities of being in our 20s. Because this decade can be very confusing, very complicated, very sad, but very happy at the same time. It's it's confusing lah, okay? If you're not in your 20s yet, you might not understand. But through this show, hopefully you will get a glimpse of what the 20s is all about. And today on the show, I have... Have a very, very, very talented. Uh, I would say she is the queen of emo songs in Malaysia, lah. You know her songs; they're very emo, but at the same time, they make you dance or so. And I get confused: should I be sad or should I dance? You know, I have Cassandra Mary with me in the studio. Hi, Cassandra. Hi, Keanu. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And uh, I just uh, found out just now before the show that you are in your late twenties, right? You're basically yes. in the middle point of your second half of your twenties. Yes. 27-ish. 27 this year or 27? 27 this year. 27 this mm-hmm. year. So you've seen the different parts of your 20s already, you know? Mm-hmm. It and goes downhill at 25. Oh my God. <laughs> Hashtag quarter life crisis. That's where it starts, you know? Have you ever gone through a quarter life crisis before? I feel like, yes. I'm going through it. <laughs> and what is your definition of a quarter life crisis? I think in your 20s, it's like when you feel like you need to do adult things. Okay. Like have a mortgage. Or buy a car Okay <laughs> But you can't even pay your phone bill You know what I mean Like <laughs> You can't even pay your meal <laughs> For real <laughs> That is partially Quarter life crisis You would say I think so Yeah It's like you're trying to be an adult But you're still yeah. kind of a kid You don't know when you grew up You know It's Oh man <laughs> Yeah and when did you start realising That I'm having this like Identity crisis now Because you know Like you said It's a transition between Our younger years And transitioning into adulthood Right Yeah You know It just like It just comes so randomly because like I remember when I was like 25 or 26 Mm -hmm. I was like you know what I'm gonna travel the world I don't wanna buy a house right now like why are my friends getting married you know (laughs) things we told ourselves once upon a time and now it's like I'm looking up houses like can I afford these houses yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it just happened overnight so weird but does that make you feel good and make you feel matured or does that make you feel somewhat down like you know I'm not ready for this it's both I'm like planning my life mm-hmm. but then there's also like the weight of like what if I mess up something now mm-hmm. and then I kind of like screw up the rest of my life or mm. I, I feel like we can kind of make huge decisions at this age. Yes. And the huge decisions are not like the ones we meet in school or in uni mm-hmm. where like, oh, if I don't do my assignment, I will get penalized for something. Now yeah. it's like these decisions will determine the, the next trajectory. few yeah. years of your life or like, you know, how I'm going to end up with my family or things like that, you know. Yeah. What were some of the biggest decisions that you had to really sit down and think through? Oh, I mean, well, I wanted to move countries. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I, I lived in California for a few years. You studied there? Yeah, studied there, worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, worked there as well? Yeah, so that's where I got my first job as a music producer. Whoa, like producer in started. California, yo. What was it for Ariana Grande oh, or wish. Sam Smith? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's more glamorous than it actually sounds, but yeah, I mean... 
And then I had to come back because of like visa complications. Right. But I feel like moving countries was a huge decision and it like definitely played a part in like my other decisions from then on. You know what I mean? Right, right. And what made you want to move countries? I just wanted to see what was out there. Yeah. Because I mean, people make it seem like it's a terrible thing to want to move countries sometimes. Like, you know, be yeah. proud. But just because you move doesn't mean that you don't like being Malaysian, for example. You know, it's yeah. just that it's true. You want to expand your horizons yeah. and see different things. So for you, it was more of to, you know, open your eyes to like different things out there, is it, Sandra? Yeah. Yeah, it was never because I hated Malaysia. Like, yeah. even when I was in America, like, I carried my culture with me and was, mm. like, really proud to, like, show it off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I feel like that's a misconception, you know? Like, people think you want to leave, so you hate Malaysia. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's true. And what made you not move? Oh, well, technically, I got sent back. <laughs> so oh, visa. that means, as in, you were in, when you were in California, you just thought of staying on. That's yeah, that was what you I meant. Yeah, I to, yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. that you got back and then you were like, hey, I think this is not for me. I gotta go back there or like to another country, nah, that kind of thing. Like, life just threw me a curveball pretty much. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing about your 20s, right? It's like, you just don't know... Like the job you don't get could lead to a better job. True, or like, true, true. You just true. never know. You could plan all you want, but yeah. you know, life could have bigger plans for you. Yeah. You're going to follow it. For example, COVID-19. For real? <laughs> all the plans we had in, in mind, well, basically, those plans uh, went to shambles because thank you so much to this pandemic, <sighs> you know. Thank you so much. Yeah. But yes, you know... um. You mentioned about quarter life crisis and also about wanting to move countries at one point. These are the things that only come to our mind sometimes at a young adult stage like this, like in this age, in this decade as well. That's why I made this show, that 20s show, right? What else are the things that are bothering you in your 20s? Are there some things that you don't like? You know, you feel like, oh my God, can't I just stay like a teenager without problems, without overthinking? Hmm. Hmm, Anything? Wow, I can't really think of anything else except for decisions like we talked about. Okay, okay. Any work anxiety or anything? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, because I think when you're in your 20s, you're just kind of starting out in your career. Yeah. And like you don't know where you can end up with it. And for my line of work, there isn't really much of a hierarchy that you can climb. Okay. I mean, I love my job, but I either become the boss or... I stay like this. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Um, So I guess for like arts or like music, it's kind of hard to like measure your success. Mm -hmm. But in other like, like if I was like a... I don't know, working in a bank or something. Yeah. Like, at least I can keep getting promoted. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, There's something to look forward to. Like, oh, if I work harder, I'll yeah. get this position, that position. But not in our line of work, right? Yeah, yeah. So that mm. causes some anxiety for sure. Right, right, right. And you also recently dropped your song called Ever. Yes. Which is basically about questioning a lot of things in a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, was this relationship ever real? I think this also comes after several bad, relationship choices I believe like trust issues maybe you know for some people it's different things that's leading up to one another and then it becomes like a whole lot of trauma or emotional baggage that's accumulated Mm -hmm. already over time and you're like oh my god I thought I wasn't affected from relationship (laughs) number one and then I extended probably to number two number two but to number three and it's just like boom 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 you know so is that something that you kind of went through in your 20s as well? You know, all this emotional baggage from different experiences. Yeah, of course. And I think like when you're single, you have an idea of the kind of partner that you are. Mm. You will be right. You're like, oh, I'm not a jealous type yes. or whatever. <laughs> Until you get together my with someone. My friend is like that. Oh my God, why? Don't be like that. Right? I would never do that. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you get into a relationship and you uh, realize that you have all these triggers 
because of like emotional baggage, like you said. Yeah. And I think it's so much more prevalent in your 20s because like you're fresh out of dating, you know, like mm. people like hook up and date and hook yeah. up. It's such a normal thing now. Yeah. So Have you realized that your friends around you might be going through this as well? Because I, I think in my 20s is when I realized, okay, I'm not the only one who has personal struggles. Yeah. Friends around me are going through like relationship issues and it feels like we're taking turns. Right. When I'm heartbroken, <laughs> my friends are like, Happy, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like, I I want y'all to be happy, but like, I'm so sad, you know. Like, can y'all just be sad with me for a sec, you know? Yeah. But when I'm happier, someone else becomes sad. Yeah, it's a cycle. You, do you see that with you and your friends as well? Yeah, for sure. Oh. We're cursing our twenties, guys. <laughs> it's so <sighs> weird because like some of my friends are like like sad over like a hookup that didn't mm. work out, but then like <laughs> some people are planning their wedding, so yeah. it's like. I don't know. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And when it comes to emotional baggages, I mean, people might not understand this concept yet. You yeah. know, what, what? How can you describe emotional baggage? Triggers. Mm. Yeah, just one word. I mean, because I don't know. You don't like. It's kind of like forgiveness. Like you don't really know that you haven't forgiven someone until they trigger you again. And then you're like, oh, how come I still, I'm still hurting from this? Yeah, it just like I don't know. You you don't know you have it. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. So there's an, another like analogy of an emotional baggage is basically like a baggage is of course a bag that you drag onto. Let's say, oh, I'm bringing my baggage to the airport today. This is my baggage, <laughs> right? Like checking in my baggage right now. Imagine there's a baggage and it's full of your emotions, your traumas, and your insecurities boom in that bag, and it gets full over time, right? Yeah. Like more and more and more and more. And let's say if anyone listening now, they suddenly they suddenly like identify like, oh my god. I think I do have some emotional baggage. Let's say I just joined in a new relationship now. For some reason, this person is very nice and all that, but I'm still having trust issues because my ex cheated on me, for example. Yeah. You know? So if that happens, you know, to Cassandra marry herself, because she wrote a song technically about this, you know? (laughs) What is the first thing to do if we go through this kind of thing? Talk to our partner or talk to ourselves or how? Mm. I think we should definitely try to... um, identify like where it's coming from because mm. i think that you know we don't know we have emotional baggage or like why we suddenly feel jealous at our yeah, partners yeah. if they don't give us a reason to feel jealous so mm. like i think we should never compare our partners first of all yeah. um because it's just not fair to our partners true but yeah definitely identify where it's coming from and just like it's like healing all over again you know like i think we need to have grace for ourselves too we need to hurt again to really properly heal then yeah if we need we to confront that. We need to confront that, yeah. yeah. It's like that enemy that we feel like, oh, the more I avoid, it will mm-hmm. go away. Yeah. It won't. Yeah. It's like the elephant in the room, you know? Like, yes. Everyone sees it. <laughs> no one wants to talk about it. Yeah, so like someone needs to do that and that person is you. I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that, okay, we're getting too aggressive. Now. I'm getting too aggressive now. <laughs> I should like, back off a little bit. But that was good advice though. I mean, that, that, that's basically what emotional baggage is all about, right? Yeah. What are some ways that you dealt with it? You know, maybe in relationships because I know that is one thing that ruins a lot of our 20s. Yeah. And I don't want us to go forward in life and then look back in our 20s and be like, oh my God, I could have enjoyed my time when I was 25, 26, but I was busy being sad yeah exactly i mean i think it's so cliche but just like talking about it really helps i don't know some people think that why should i talk about it like i don't want to think about it or whatever but when you like verbalize something you you're kind of rationalizing it at the same Mm. time if not it just like festers in your head yeah so i think talk to someone anyone do you remember any specific instances in your life where you realized you had an emotional baggage and if you could share that with us you know well i mean I did have an experience where my partner like couldn't really trust me because of like their experience of like getting cheated on. Ooh. 
And like, I got cheated on before too. So like, I also had trust issues. Yeah. But then like, yeah, I did say before we got together, I was like, I'm not the jealous kind. Like, you can be friends with whoever you want. Like, we're Little we're cool. did you know that Lita, yeah. it would haunt you. Yeah. And like, we... um. We struggled with that because like we... I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of a hard thing to communicate. Mm. But we communicated a lot. And like, tried to just be honest with how we were both feeling. And yeah. I mean, it's still hard. We still go through it. But like, I don't know. You just <laughs> got to do it. Like, no, you just got to do what to, you got to yeah. do. It's so uncomfortable to talk about it. But you just have to. Like, I think eventually we just need to. Like, yeah. it might take time for us to really put aside that fear and confront our yeah. emotions and everything. But... It's needed. If not, it's, it just gets suppressed and it's going to like take a toll on you much, much later, which is even more yeah. worrying, right? So we already talked about the song and the concept of it. And I also know that it's on different streaming platforms already. And I heard that you using a service called Spin Up. Yes, Spin Up. What is this Spin Up platform? People have been telling me, this, oh yeah, I got my song out on here, on there because of Spin Up. Yeah. What is this platform? Spin Up, well, they're a distribution service. But okay. I feel like it's way more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Well, personally, like, Spin Up has helped me market my songs as well. Mm. And they're really good at that. Like, as soon as I announce a new song coming up, like, they're the first ones to, like, text me and be like, hey, do you have any videos I can share? Oh, good. Or just like, yeah, it's amazing. And and just getting more, like, recognition from Southeast Asia and everyone. Like, fans I never knew I could have. Oh, really? <laughs> because of Spin Up, yeah. Because you reach a wider audience, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, sharing on social media is, like, a huge help yeah. when other people share your stuff too. So spin up does. And you started well. off like a decade ago, you did mention this now, right? Like in yeah. music and all that. So now what would you say is like something that's more convenient for artists like you to grow oh. your music? I mean, the world is your stage. True. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to be in a specific country to perform now. Everything's yeah. virtual, for example. It's accessible. There's no excuses anymore. Like, you can learn how to do your own music if you yeah. wanted to. And yeah, it's crazy. Agreed. Last time, I want to learn how to play the piano. I have to buy a book. <laughs> a book. One by one. That thing. Oh my thing, God. You have to go thing. to classes with the scary <laughs> teacher. <laughs> now your teacher is on YouTube. Yeah, for <laughs> different pla- platform masterclass and all that. They've got yeah. different platforms now, right? Crazy. Cassandra, thanks so much for everything you've shared with us today. Great, great, great chat with you, Cassandra. Mm-hmm.